Google has just unveiled Alpha Code 2, and this is powered by Gemini, which they recently announced. I want to break down everything happening in Alpha Code 2, why this is so much better than what you know we previously had, some of the big implications of this. And one thing I want to say before we jump into all of this is just how excited every time I see these new models, these new advancements, things like Alpha Code 2, how excited I am to add them to the AI Box platform. The AI Box platform, essentially, for those that don't know, we've launched a crowdfunding uh, campaign for this. We've raised over $275,000 in the last uh, four weeks or so. Um, but essentially, it's a no-code AI app building platform and marketplace. And what's so exciting is that you're going to have the ability to test out all of these different AI models that I talk about, all the different AI advancements I discuss on the podcast. You'll be able to test all of them, use all of them, get your hands on with all of them on the AI Box platform. So if this is something you're interested in, go to AIbox.ai to get on the wait list for the platform. And if you're interested in investing in the project, I'll leave a link in the show notes, um, republic.com slash AI dash box. Welcome to the world's number one AI podcast, AI Chat. I'm your host, Jaden Schaefer. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. In a really big step forward, I think in the whole AI-driven code generation space, right, we've seen, you know, OpenAI and ChatGPT, we've seen um, all sorts of platforms making moves here, you know, Microsoft with uh, GitHub making some moves in this space. Google has now unveiled AlphaCode 2. So this is the latest iteration of its code generation tool, which is AlphaCode. Um, and it was developed by the tech giants uh, DeepMind Lab. So DeepMind, right, for those that don't know, it was a you know an AI uh, lab that was over in the UK. It was acquired by Google. And it really is kind of the driving force in a lot of the AI innovations that have come out of Google in the last number of years. Um, but this new announcement um, really kind of aligns with Google's ongoing commitment to advancing what's happening, um, getting on the front lines of AI technology, specifically in programming. So at the heart of AlphaCodes 2's um, kind of enhanced capabilities is Gemini Pro. So this is a variant of Google's newly introduced gener uh, Gemini generative AI model. It's kind of the mid-tier, right? So they have uh, they have gener uh, they have the regular Gemini, um, Gemini Pro, and then now uh, they have Gemini Ultra, which is kind of, you know, the the super highly intensive, uh, uses a lot of compute, but it's like kind of the best. So it's using their mid, uh, their mid tier level of the new Gemini. Um, and this specialized version of Gemini is essentially fine tuned with coding contest uh, data. So this is propelling AlphaCode 2 to essentially outperform its predecessor. I think it's, it's made some big strides there. But AlphaCode 2's um, power I think was put to the test they ran it on a bunch of different like uh, programming benchmarks and programming competitions on code forces which is essentially a platform for you know coding competitions and contests and stuff so while doing that it showcased its ability to code in a bunch of different languages so python java c and go um, and the results were i think pretty impressive so alpha code 2 outdid around 85 percent of the competitors on average which is a massive improvement for alpha um, from alpha code, which was at 50%. Now, if you think about it, 50% isn't bad. Like 50% is, 
you have a whole bunch of people competing in these coding contests. And if you can beat half of them, like, yeah, you're like, it's, it's decent. Now, if we're moving to the 85%, it's like, dang, like this thing's getting good. And I think you guys can guess where this industry is headed, um, where we're going with every, in these advancements, we're going 50%, we're going 85%, we're going to go 90, 95, 199. It's going to get to the point where, um, these AI tools are essentially going to be better than any human at coding and in a lot of different tasks. So this is where it goes. So a deep dive, though, into the kind of technical white paper on AlphaCode 2 shows more about its enhanced problem-solving abilities. So AlphaCode 2 solves around 43% of problems within 10 attempts. So this is close to twice as many problems as the original AlphaCode. Um, but their paper also says... That, the, that this kind of advanced version can tackle programming challenges that involve really intricate math and theoretical computer science concepts, which I think what, what's impressive to me about this is it's really kind of demonstrating a significant evolution in the problem-solving approach. This is something that, you know, historically, um, since these kind of natural language processing, since a lot of these AI models like ChatGPT came out at the beginning of the year, they've really struggled with this whole... Um, problem solving thing like they could predict words but actually getting the math and the the, the science and the, the problem solving was a struggle so it seems like we're getting closer to cracking this issue um one of the most i think impressive advancements in alpha code 2 is its mastery of dynamic programming so essentially this technique um is really essential in breaking down complex problems into simpler sub problems um this was a this was a big issue in the past for the original alpha code so Remy LeBlanc, who is a deep mind research scientist, explains um, all of this by saying, quote, AlphaCode 2 knows not only when to properly implement the strategy, but where to use it. I think this capability is really critical as it shows um, really just this AI model's ability to understand reason, design code, solutions. Um, and it's doing all of this for previously unseen problems. So it wasn't something that, you know, it was trained to specifically do something. These are new problems. Um, so AlphaCode, which I think really just shows that it is learning how to um, problem solve more than, you know, just how to uh, fill in the blank that from something it was trained on. So AlphaCode's two problem solving process involves um, initially utilizing a set of what they call policy models. But essentially, this is used to generate multiple code samples for each problem. And then it it then filters out irrelevant samples and uses a clustering algorithm to avoid redundancies um, in a bunch of essentially among semantically similar code samples. Um, and then the scoring model within alpha code two identifies the most promising candidate from the largest code sample clusters, um, which essentially is culminating in its solution to the problem. So what I think is so important here, right? And I know that we, we got to get a little technical sometimes and we, when we, um, explain these things, but what I think is interesting here is beyond what something like chat GPT does, which is like, essentially it's like a really good word predictor a lot of times um this is essentially what like uh these llm these large language models are is they're kind of word predictors but if we're making these things more powerful like we, we have to create new ways of doing these things we have to integrate new software as it were in the middle uh and so that's essentially what alpha code 2 has done you know code is such a big area that could be disrupted but there were so many struggles um, with just large language models, being able to spit out code, right? Just getting code from ChatGPT, which it, it can do. But um, what's impressive here is they're building 
um, algorithms and, and the way that they essentially, you know, get it to generate like a bunch of responses to one thing and then have an algorithm to sort it to determine which one is the most likely to be successful. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, eventually at some point um, we build this in and have it like do that, but then run some of its code snippets um, and, and test out what actually works. And if we have like a lot of compute, we could do this very, very quickly. And then we can tell what's the best code because it's, you know, what runs the best or the most efficiently or whatever. In any case, there's a lot of really interesting things that I think are going to happen. Um, like all AI models, AlphaCode 2 isn't perfect. Um, so the white paper that Google released on all of this um, did discuss its need for, you know, extensive trial and error. Um, it's got some high operational costs. So they're really changing the way they do a lot of this. And when they're running all these, you know, these clustering algorithms to avoid redundancies and they're like they're putting all this extra stuff in it makes it like a lot more intensive to get a good result and i think um reliance on filtering out poor code samples is uh, something that they're you know actively having to struggle with so i think future integrations with um more advanced versions of gemini like gemini ultra um, i think could potentially address a lot of those issues but i think the potential of alpha code 2 is a lot bigger than just solving code contests so eli collins who's a vp of product at DeepMind. He kind of hinted at um, its kind of broader application during a briefing, and he emphasized the enhanced performance when programmers collaborated with AlphaCode 2. Um, and, you know, it really helps them to define specific properties for the code. So Collins essentially just sees the future where highly capable AI models like AlphaCode 2 are going to serve as collaborative tools and essentially are going to assist programs throughout the software development process from problem solving, um, reasoning implementation the one thing i will say is i'm less impressed by this line of thinking that eli collins has here um i honestly i kind of hate it when like ai is so powerful and can do so many things and i kind of hate it when we get like you know the vp of product at DeepMind that are like yeah i envision this tool really helping developers um you know collaborating assisting it's like no come on this thing should just do the whole the whole project at some point you're gonna get a project manager in there that say we're trying to build x y and z they outline it they they make the graphics i don't know what they need to do yeah i mean get ai to automate almost all of this but at some point you hand over what you want to the ai it does it it runs a code it tests it it tests it with everything you have it gives it back to you and it works perfectly that's what I want. I don't want it to assist a developer. I want it to do the job of the developer. And a developer maybe can uh, direct it and work on the system and architect. But, uh, and I know this is controversial, yada, yada. But this is, like, honestly, in my opinion, this is where it all goes. This is where everything's going. So love it or hate it, controversial or not controversial, the AI will automate and do everything. I know everyone's like... AI is just going to help us. And if you use AI tools, you'll be better at your job. Okay. But eventually AI will automate a lot of jobs and completely automate them. So, um, yeah, not to be, I don't know, whatever. I, I just think it's not very inspiring when you see people that are like, yeah, and the AI is going to help people do stuff. Okay. Well, it's already helping people do stuff. Like my CTO at AI box uses ChatGPT, has ChatGPT and open in a tab all day, every day and gets help with coding problems all day, every day and says, how do I do X, Y, and Z? And it spits out a chunk of code. And he's like, okay, yeah, cool. That worked. Um, for something he was stuck on. So the whole thing where it's like, it's going to assist developers. Okay, it's already assisting developers. Now you guys are making it better and better to the point where it's perfect, right? We went from 50% to 85%. We're going to get to 100% eventually or 99% or 95%, um, at which point it should be better than regular human developers. And uh, 
it should be able to automate this. I don't want an assistant. I want an automated process, which is where it's going to go. So in any case, sorry for my, my long tangent there, but I really am quite uh, adamant and passionate about that fact. Um, and I do think AI is going to do some really incredible things. And we need AI to be completely hands off and to completely automate a lot of these things. Um, if we're going to be able to take our brain power to move on to bigger strategy related tasks, which is where I think all the people that an AI is going to essentially do what they're doing today, the tactics they're doing today, those people aren't going to be eliminated. They're not going to lose their job permanently. They're going to move to more strategy approaches where they're managing the process, managing these automations, improving them and optimizing them um, and and kind of like watching over all of these different quote unquote agents that are like employees. They'll all become managers to a number of employees. And so everyone's going to be a lot more productive. The outputs are going to be a lot higher. And I think it's going to raise the global standard of living. So I'm excited for the future um, and everything that's coming down the pipe because of that. And I'm definitely going to keep you up to date on everything that happens uh, going forward. Thank you for listening to the AI Chat Podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, I'd appreciate it if you rate me wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you're looking for an innovative group of AI enthusiasts, make sure you check out our Discord channel and also our Facebook community. It's obviously a lot more interactive than a podcast where we can actually share software tools, prompts that we're using in everyday AI. I'll leave a link for those in the description below. 